Hello, hello, and welcome to the Say Yes Movement Podcast with Heather Jarm. Hey, Heather, how's it going today? It's going good, John. I'm excited to be here. It's the start of the week. Let's get going. I know. Look well, at actually, you. it's you're the middle of the week. I don't even know. Out. It's like, what day of the week is it? <laughs> I know. I feel so underdressed today. Look at you. You know, you look really sharp and you're ready for like some big time stages. So tell us what's going on. Dress for success, right? So ah, today we'll be doing a little dish <laughs> on digital and uh, I'm getting interviewed for how to ha- how to sell your digital transformation to the executive team. So I needed to dress like an executive, which is... Uh, <laughs> Which is fun when you're still working from home. So yeah, yes. I love it. I love it. Congrats, and that's an amazing accomplishment just to be up on stage, to be able to share that opinion with others, and really how to influence, right? So, kudos to you. Like, <laughs> so was that online somewhere? Like, how do people, if people want to jump in and see it, how do they see it, or do they have uh, to be you know part what? of a it's, certain community? It's the group called Leap to Digital, and uh, they're two amazing ladies, Danielle Kovac, and um, oh my goodness, now I'm. So you're drawing a blank. It's all right. It's drawing a blank. It'll come to me. Uh, oh my god! I know, but I can tell. You can see the picture. You can see her face. You know what she looks like. Of course, the name. I, it goes. happens to be too. <laughs> Anyways, Leap to Digital. It's a consulting firm that uh, with two amazing ladies that I've worked with in the past that help organizations bring their digital transformation to life, and they provide extreme value to their customer base by bringing experts in to talk about it. So it's going to be a really fun conversation and it's it's actually a panel of their customers. So it's an educational uh, forum for their existing customers or future customers. And I think that's a really good way to approach, um, you know, providing immense value mm. in every service industry that we do. You know, how can you actually be extreme value for your customers? And that's something everyone should be thinking about um, no matter what the reason is. So. I'm looking yeah. forward to the conversation later this afternoon. No, I, I love it. Actually, you know what? As you were saying that, what showed up for me was I was speaking with I was speaking with somebody last week, and they were talking about one of their marketing strategies inside their organization that was a huge success is when they highlighted their clients who have been using their tools and services as a way of achieving that success. Yes. So you know, it it, it was you know and. So this comes back to an event that I went to last night where my good friend, Mary, who uh, is a psychotherapist, she just launched a new program called Relationship SOS. She launched a workbook to the community, to the world. And I'm so proud of Mary for doing that. But, you know, as she was on stage talking about her, her workbook and, you know, what she was doing, she like she praised her team so highly as part of the reason she was able to get to the level that she got to. And I, you know, that reminded me of something, you know, exactly what you're talking about. Let's highlight our clients, highlight their successes in terms of what they're achieving. You know, the people around us, like we don't do any of the things that we do on our own. Right. Never, never. We never like, you know, you, you had your, your digital detox in Ireland. I did the Ironman and it seems like these are all solo things or they might appear like that to the rest of the world, but they're not like it's. It's the support around you that gets you to a place where you can actually achieve and hit higher heights because of the support of the people around you. John, that was one of the biggest aha moments that I had to accept in when I was going through my, you know, leadership development as a junior leader, I really thought I have to do this on my own. And then I realized, oh, it's the power of the Mm. team that will get the power behind us. And I truly believe it 
it led me to be able to lead large teams to understand the power of the people. So it's, um, it's not, um, and it's not something that we see in organizations all the time. Mm -hmm. In fact, we see the opposite behavior happen, which is, you know, leaders taking all the credit for different projects and, or different uh, things that have been good. But then of course, do they take the blame when things go bad? Absolutely <laughs> not. Those yeah, it doesn't do usually that. work like that. No. no Sorry, go ahead. Go ahead. Go ahead. No, 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 no. I, we're just so excited and passionate about this topic. We're, we've got to talk about it. We've seen these scenarios. We've seen what the impacts are for ourselves when someone takes the credit or when we don't involve the whole team and congratulate the whole team. Mm. Because people don't always know what part of the project they impacted in and what's important to their boss or to the organization. So when you actually share the, the benefit and the celebration, people will then say, oh, they got recognized for this part of that project. And I want to be part of a winning team. I want to be part of a group that's that's achieving amazing results. And I now know how to step up into my best version of myself in the organization by keeping doing those things or being part of a team that's always winning. And I'll tell you, yeah. bosses that take all the credit lose great employees. They lose yeah. them and they lose them quickly. And then what happens is when things don't go right, they're quick to blame. So the people that are left over get blamed and then they leave too. So it is <laughs> a, a, a disaster, a recipe for disaster when you are reporting to a boss that just wants to take all the credit for the good stuff. And it happens yeah. so often, unfortunately. <laughs> You know, it, it, it reminds me of one of the biggest issues that are out there today, right? I mean, people are complaining about this all the time is retention, retention, retention. How do I retain the people that I already have on my team? And this is such a simple strategy, just the acknowledgement and offering up the success for them, right? So when I think about, you know, one of the things as I'm coaching people through career change and through, through career progression you know, one of the things they're looking for is an environment where they feel supported and an environment where they feel acknowledged. Mm -hmm. And it doesn't take a lot to acknowledge somebody, you know, the, you know, and I'll, I'll use myself as an example, because when I was leading, I found the same thing, right? Like, what, I never, for some reason, I don't know if I learned it, I believe it was from Robin Sharma, the monk who sold his Ferrari from that book, or the monk who sold his Ferrari leadership lessons. But one of the things was to never really take the credit. Right. When things go really well, don't take the credit. You're the leader, but you don't do it on your own. The team around you is what supports you and gets you to where you want to be. So give them the credit and acknowledge them. You know, as you're receiving these praises from your leadership team, you know, one of the things I would do is I would just pass that on. I would highlight certain individuals and then it would give them, like you said, motivation to want to do more, motivation to step into bigger things, motivation to get highlighted and recognized by other members inside the organization, creating yeah. different opportunities for them, you know, to step into other roles inside of other departments because of what they were able to do. And so many times we stunt people's growth by not giving them that, you know, that visibility to the world. And, yes. Right. So, and this is such a simple, like, just don't like, don't be a credit hog, right? <laughs> like, don't take, I don't know if they're even a real thing, but don't take the credit, like just pass it on because you're getting the acknowledgement anyways. 
Well, and, what I really, and, and that yeah. shows you that you're a leader of people and that you're bringing people together. So in fact, acknowledging your team is a leadership attribute and is seen as a strong leader. But there's one more piece of that puzzle, John, which is the opposite. When things mm. go wrong, take yes. all the blame. Blame, Do not 100%. Take, you are the leader, no matter whether you had a hand in that in that downfall or not. It was under your watch and a true leader can take the blame for the entire team and make sure that the action plan to reverse or fix or whatever that might look like is handled by them and them only. And then, of course, they evoke the team. And guess what? The team, because you are recognizing so often, they'll want to solve the problem. They'll want to jump right in to fix it. But to the outside world, you are taking responsibility 100%. Mm -hmm. And we see in the news all the time leaders not taking responsibility, politicians not taking responsibility, blaming the system, blaming the people. And it doesn't go well for them. It really does not go for, well for no. them from a trust perspective, from a you know a talent uh, acquisition, from a keep, you know keeping the talent that's underneath them. People are leaving organizations, and you know I love this saying because it's so true. People don't leave organizations; they leave their they boss, leave. they leave their leader. <laughs> and so, if you're that type of leader, and you're wondering why employee attrition is so high, it's probably you. In fact, it's always <laughs> you. That's the whole point. Is it's always oh, you. Yeah, well, it's not for people listening to this, right? Because I know they've got a different perspective on the world. So let's just make that clear. Um, but you're right. You know, I'm, I'm with you 100%. If people are leaving your organization, they don't leave the job, they leave the boss. And actually, it was interesting. I was watching um, uh, another webinar. Man, I've been watching a lot of things lately. Um, but one of the research they found is more, the statistic was people would rather see their boss fired than get an increase in money or a better job. How crazy is that? Right? Like, <laughs> I'm like, what? Like, say that again. So more people would rather see their boss fired than get an increase in wages and more money. Right? Think so about, think, think about that. Like, that is crazy as a statistic. Mm -hmm. And yet, I have heard people say similar things about their bosses. In fact, I've had some bosses that I thought the same thing as well. Um, and you know, now I'm in a place in my career that uh, I definitely know that the value for myself is to have a boss that supports me, that, uh, you know, these things are really, really important. And it's part of the research that you should do when you're thinking of changing departments, changing jobs. Um, and, and in fact, if you have a boss that isn't supportive, you should be thinking about those things, changing jobs, changing departments, and looking for a place that you will feel value, valued, seen, and heard, because this will will feed your spirit it'll feed your heart it'll feed mm. your growth in your uh, in your career and in your passion for you know what you're doing as a job and that is so important for our mental health for our physical well-being and for our mindset for what's next so you know think about if you're feeling like that in a, in a job is that job worth it to you? And I can guarantee you there is something else out there and there's someone else out there that could be your mentor and supporter. And, uh, you know, when you put that out in the universe, you will find them. You will find them yeah. uh, because you'll ask the right questions. Yeah. No, and <laughs> I love that we're getting and, and, and broaching this because it's, it's such an important topic, especially today with people Still, I, you know, they talk about the great resignation. I don't think the great resignation has really stopped. 
Right, it, it might have slowed down a little bit. The numbers, I, I, I don't know what the numbers are lately, but I know the last time I heard them, they were still at 15% in terms of people leaving organizations. So there are people who still want that piece, that job satisfaction in terms of what they're doing. And actually, when I'm working with people, the first thing they say is, I want to work in an environment where I feel supported, where I feel heard, right? And for the leaders that are out there that are not doing that, like, you're going to have trouble finding talent or talent will show up for a little bit and then they'll leave. Cause that's the other phenomenon that's happening too, right? People are coming for a month or two. And I saw it, you know, when I was working in another organization, they would come in for a month or two, like sometimes not even a month. And then they would leave. They're like, this isn't the right fit for me. Right. <laughs> it's kind of crazy to think that, you know, creating a safe and, you know, really creating a safe environment where people can be themselves, right? We talk about diversity, equity, DEI in the workplace, but ultimately it comes down to just feeling appreciated and safe no matter what environment you're in. Well, John, there's, and, you know, we yeah. think that it's for the bigger projects or the bigger events that are happening. And in fact, not taking credit and giving credit to your employees should be happening every single every day. day. And I'll, I'll just you know share a great example. So I would do a listening tour in the call centers. I would go into uh, new sites and I would have a sit down with like 10 uh, frontline representatives to talk about the customer experience, things that are broken, how to remove friction. And we would have these curated little groups so we would know who's going to join. And I would actually have the managers come in and introduced the people that are going to be sitting in and have this, this chat with me. And they would introduce them with something that they were successful at and a little fun fact about them. And the, the agents didn't know what the managers were going to say. They didn't even know because, you know, there were so many of them that they would only come to these things once. But they would say things like, you know, John is uh, uh, amazing at customer service. He actually had... Uh, you know, five last, his five last calls were a hundred percent NPS and he's an Ironman. And so I'd be like, Oh wow, John, like, that's amazing. Tell me more about how being an Ironman makes you a great customer service individual. And so we would link their personality and things that were really important to them to their successes because, you know, the whole employee, the whole human is who you're talking to. And this was always fun to generate conversation. It brought the um, the conversation to a whole new human level. And it gave me information about the 15 people that were in the room that I could leverage then to talk about what's the biggest problems that we're going to, we're going to deal with. And that was gold. It was absolute gold. Mm -hmm. Everyone walked out feeling really, really powerful, really, really ready to take on the world. And guess what happened to their performance? It continued to get better <laughs> because they were told what they were doing good at and they just went and did more of that. I mean, that mm -hmm. is such a powerful thing, but it was it was just for a lunch and learn. It was just for a chat that we were having that their managers made them feel super special. Yeah. No, I love that. I love that. I love that. We used to do something similar with potlucks, like, you know, just taking the opportunity to really understand people, their cultural backgrounds, because we had a pretty diverse team. And they got to share a little bit about themselves. And there's so much to be said when somebody gets to share something outside of their KPIs, right? You know, just mm -hmm. really acknowledging the person, you know, you know, what they're passionate about, what they do, like their favorite food. Like when we did the potlucks, you know, uh, why they brought that dish in. And then they would talk about a memory that they had about that dish, which really always went back to some parent when they were a kid would serve this. Like, and it just became a beautiful sharing session. 
And, you know, I like, like it's, these are all the little things that you can do in the workplace just to really get to know the people around you. But that means turning everything else off, right? Like turning off, like just being, we've talked about this in other episodes, just being completely present to what's happening. Mm -hmm. Because, you know, and I've seen this with other leaders where, you know, they pretend to be there, they pretend to be listening, but, you know, they're on their phones, they're responding to messages, there's a crisis going on. And they're not giving the full attention to the people around you. And I can imagine when you were in the room, that's all you were. You were just in the room and you were just with those people just listening to their stories and really acknowledging and honoring them for who they were and what they're doing. Absolutely. I didn't even bring my my phone into the room. So, you know, I mean, we worked for a telecommunications company. So not having a phone in the room was was, was like, oh, my gosh. But I just had somebody in the room manage my time and someone else to take notes so that I walked away with all of the things that I needed. And we were doing it collaboratively. We're doing it together. So then I also had a reason to thank people for their contribution for that moment in time. So, you know, even when you're um just meeting someone for the first time in an organization like this is the way to get introduced this is the way to bring their successes to light uh, it's just such a magical way to do that but you know as leaders we think that we need to be you know shown as the ones that that got all those successes and that is truly not leadership that is your mm. ego driving your behaviors and maybe you're feeling not so confident if that's how you're showing up so do a check in for yourself like when was the last time you celebrated your team and who on your team like needs some extra love right now and mm-hmm. just it's free to give it's free to to show this amount of support and you know we use this word love in the workplace I love using the word love in the workplace, but it's, you know, people shy away from it. No, tell your employees how valuable they are, what they're doing that's making the team successful. And that's going to last so much longer than the other constructive feedback that you may also have to give them. But, you know, you got to make sure that it's balanced. Yeah. Well, I, I think even when you are giving the constructive feedback, the performance feedback, you, you do it with. And I think you just said it, you know, from a place of love, from a place of growth, an intentional space where it's, listen, we're here to help each other. Right. Mm -hmm. And, and, and when I, when I saw that happen, right. With, you know, the leaders on the teams that I was working with, things would change in their people. Right. Yes. Cause a lot of times people would go in with, Oh my gosh, this is a losing case. We're never going to make it anywhere. Like this person's a lost cause. Like this is, you know, they would say that openly in other sessions. And then they took that with them into those rooms with those conversations with those people. And I can only imagine how they felt walking out. Yeah. And there's so much to be said to walk in with the intention of wanting to see somebody grow. And we talked about this in our workshop as well, right? People want to see you succeed. And when when you know that and you feel it, it's like, okay, I just need to do a little tweak here. I need to change something here. I need to, you know, pick up additional skills here, whatever that is, you know, you know that there's going to be opportunity and growth because you got the feedback because it's only going to make you better. And you know, it's coming from a place of concern and a place of appreciation, right? A place of love. Mm -hmm. I know it sounds weird to say love. And, you know, we, I, I remember I interviewed for my interviewed for my other podcast years ago and I'm like, is it okay to use love in the workplace? Yeah, for yeah, sure. absolutely. So, absolutely. and I think people are still struggling, struggling with the word, right? So, 
Listen, it's 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 not romantic love. It's professional love or whatever you want to call love, it. Yes. <laughs> and and like love what you do, love your customers, love all those mm -hmm. things. So here's the call to action. Today, today, not like waiting for, you know, some big event to happen in your workplace. Who can you go recognize and who can you actually introduce to someone else on the team with some pizzazz and fun and some fun fact about them? And maybe you can do it with multiple people depending on who's in your team, but go and say those words to them. Tell them, hey, you know what? I really appreciate that you're so good at this, this, and this. And fill in those blanks. Don't just say, hey, I just love having you as a, as a coworker. You got to say the specifics. And then just let them know, I really am looking forward to us continuing that in the future. So pave the way for what you're going to do in the future as well. That's yeah. your call to action. Do that today. Positively impact at least one person, but make it yeah. five and make it a good day. Sorry, just one more add to that. If you yes. are an entrepreneur, do that with the people that support you. Do mm. it with your vendors. Do it with the, because not all of us and some of you that are listening are entrepreneurs and you have teams that you work with. You can share the same appreciation with those people. Yes. Right. So take your time, go talk to them or just send them a note or just say thank you. And, you know, what you'll find, and I've done this randomly every once in a while, people are like, wow, how did you know I needed to hear that today? So, yeah, that's your call to action. So that's we're going to wrap it up and leave it there. Thank you for tuning in. And the great messages that uh, are, you know, Felicia, Tim, LinkedIn user, I don't know who you are exactly, but thank you for, for commenting and leaving those with us. Just a reminder, when you shift your mindset, you shift your life. Wishing you all a great one, and we'll see you on Friday. Take care, everybody.